to the Monica Matthews show. <laughs> no, I have not transitioned. I am uh, coming to you live from my, my my recovery bed. How about that? I'm not going to speak sick bed over myself, <laughs> but my recovery bed. I have been MIA for a bit um, because I have been busy overcoming what... I thought was the flu, but according to a test yesterday, which we now know could be up to 70% incorrect uh, with with false positives, um, did come back positive for COVID. And I, I want to thank so many of you who are part of my, um, part of my, Twitter family and otherwise who are physicians and nurses and PAs. And I just really appreciate all of you. You know, it's so true. The word tells us that what we give, we shall in fact receive back onto our bosoms, uh, you know, through by our father, right from our father, he will return and to us, you know, what it, what it is that we have done, right? It's the, it is the seed and, and sower and reaping uh, harvest, which is what all of scripture is predicated upon. But it's really never until, you know, I'm forced to kind of slow down and I'm in a position where I really need the help of others. And, um, and maybe sometimes I don't even know it, you know, right? Do you guys go through that too, where you're just like, you're just kind of letting people know, you know, what's going on in your life. And next thing you know, you've got just amazing people surrounding you with words, which are seeds also, just like uh, Dr. Jolyn Whitaker reminded us just this week, you know, words are seeds and, and they are, <laughs> Very much so, which is why I just said I'm coming to you live from my recovery bed, <laughs> not my sick bed, <laughs> but um, tomato, tomato for some of you. But but I, um, from day one of this yuck, I have said I am overcoming something, right? And so, and yes, I have been down with it, and that's okay. That's okay. Some of us and some of you need to be reminded that to sit down and rest is wisdom. It's godly, amen. So there's nothing wrong with being down with something as long as you're not counted out. And you don't declare yourself under something, right? Because even in our times of oft infirmities or otherwise, you know, man-made manufactured viruses, um, we're never under anything as Christians. So I'm very conscientious about what it is I 
I speak over myself in that way. But getting back to, you know, seeds and, and things that do uh, provide harvests, you know, what I've noticed is just, wow, so many of you DM'd and sowed seeds of encouragement with your words and your love and your concern and support and your prayers. And, and those things are not lost on me at all, especially as a widow and someone who goes through sickness um, by myself, <laughs> to be quite honest. Um, and my whole family, uh, with the exception of my mother, thankfully, um, has been down with this. So my daughter and her husband and my little grand, grand angel, they are all, you know, tending to themselves because, um, you know, we kind of jokingly said we were going to have a COVID party at my daughter's house yesterday because uh, I actually had to get out of my home before I went stir crazy, but um, may or may not have overdone that a little bit. Now, today I've been resting more so than usual, but but I've missed you guys, and, and there's so much going on that I wanted to come on and just hit on a couple of things quickly. I I will not be on here long with you this evening, um, but I do want to thank all the, all of you who have offered your advice, your uh, care and concern, and um, it's, it's just so, it's beautiful. It's really beautiful, and I'm very, very grateful, and I wish that we all lived closer and I wasn't contagious. <laughs> Uh, I have an amazing neighbor who has just been a charm, you know, with anything that I've needed, um, you know, if there's anything at all. But thank God for DoorDash and Uber Eats. For those of you country folk who make fun of us city folk, I will say this. You, I mean, and just sweet people. This, I, I get when I ordered my COVID test, um, I guess the young lady or young man obviously knew what I was ordering because they purchased it for me. And they actually texted me after they dropped it off to say, I hope you feel better and get better soon. I was like, thank you so much. Like, I don't even know you. And that was very kind. It was just a very thoughtful thing, right? So so there are still thoughtful people in the world. And, um, and a lot of you um, represent that heart of thoughtfulness in my life. So thank you very much. I'm very grateful. Uh, I will say I'm, I'm, you know, what comes around goes around to an, right to an extent. And I don't mean in the way of like karma. I don't subscribe to karma. She is totally a bitch and I need mercy. So, and I know you do too. So most of us do, all of us do. So I don't subscribe to karma, but most of the physicians and nurses and whatnot um, who have reached out, I was able to reach out to regarding what I, you know, what I can do and what I've heard them talk about treating people with over the course of two years of hosting basically the very first Twitter spaces around COVID and offering a safe place for physicians. And this was a few years ago. Now they're all out there with their own spaces and, you know, and they all have organizations or they've developed new companies and new clinics and, and, and new ways of supporting their patients, um, you know, through this madness called COVID. And so now it appears as though 
a lot of that has come full circle for me where I have relationships with these guys and I remember the protocol that they said, you know, that they would champion for their patients and others to stay away from. And so whether it was the flu or it was COVID, I knew that I had people I could reach out to and, um, you know, really get a jump start on, on this. So to all of you, you know who you are and I'm, I thank you very much. So my taste buds are interesting because like I just bit into a cough drop and my tongue can tell that it's tart, but I can't taste it. <laughs> um, I can't smell. <laughs> so, uh, and again, sometimes, you know, that just comes from having swollen sinuses and you know how it is whenever you have a really bad head cold, um, you do lose those senses as it is. So, um, you know, I'm going under the assumption that the over-the-counter test was accurate. It came back as fast with two lines as my pregnancy test did with my daughter um, when she finally registered, you know, 26 and a half years ago. So, um, or actually 27 years ago now. Um, so, yes, <laughs> I have never had COVID to my knowledge. Um, and, you know, and, I, and I've been very sensitive to the fact that many of you, matter of fact, once I changed my diagnosis from flu, day four of the flu to COVID, many of you chimed in about your struggles. And I got to tell you, I'm so terribly sorry for what some of you have been through, whether it's long COVID um, or it's vax injuries or booster injuries on top of having COVID. Um, it's a real mess. And some of you have just been through a whole lot of hell. Some of you have lost your spouses um, while hospitalized, while you were lying in the next room, um, and and they were given remdesivir and you were not, and they died. And the fact that people are still pushing this truly is remarkable. I will say, Attorney Tom Rents, if you're not following him, um, you should. He is um, an attorney who is taking on, along with Dr. Uh, Andrew Huff, those two were uh, part of the Twitter space series that I hosted a few months back. And, you know, he he basically blows the whistle and has whistleblowers coming to him um, as part of his litigation, ongoing litigation against, you know, various parties. And talking about exactly what a killing field this is within the medical profession. So, you know, as I told my loved ones under no circumstances in my advanced directives, you are not allowed to vaccinate me. You are not allowed to give me remdesivir. There are certain protocols I will absolutely not partake in. And so you would be wise to go ahead and make those declarations yourselves. Apparently if you're going to circumvent, um, something of that nature happening to you in an emergency situation where perhaps you come in via ambulance, it will be, excuse me, sorry, it'll be necessary for you to put that on, make that a part of your uh, medical alert bracelet, um, you know, what your wishes are, uh, then there's no confusion about what you do and do not consent to. Um, but these killing fields are real and, and you've got whistleblowers coming out of hospital administrations as well as ERs um, who are who are blowing the whistle on what's really going on and the money that's being made to actually take people out. 
And that's still very hard for Americans to wrap their minds around. That's my dog sneezing, by the way. Maybe she has COVID. I don't know. But um, it's still, it's hard for people in America, I believe, to to accept that there is truly that level of wickedness transpiring in our hospital system, systems across the nation. But it is transpiring. And whistleblowers are not um, putting their lives on the line to come forward with, you know, falsehoods. And although I'm sure in the past some have, uh, as far as whistleblowers go, but generally speaking, a, a whistleblower is someone who is not the same as a Karen, not the same as Mrs. Kravitz, right? Not the same as someone seeking reparations, who's just blaming everything and everyone and tattling and pointing fingers and it's, you know, fault-finding and accusation one-on-one. No, that's that's not the spirit with which whistleblowers um, lead their lives. As exhibited today in... Um, our congressional hearing, uh, the only footage I've seen of, of anyone who was questioning, um, I had to see Jim Jordan's opening statement on this uh, government overreach uh, committee, but also paid attention to Matt Gates. If you do not follow him, I encourage you to do so, especially on Twitter. He's, he has uh, posted several videos um, of his role in his part of his part uh, in the, in the hearing today. But there were three whistleblowers uh, from the FBI who represent dozens of, a couple of dozen, actually, whistleblowers from the FBI uh, who stated exactly what they've been up against since deciding to come forward to Congress to say, hey, this is what's really going on. And their lives have effectively been blown up. So... It and, and to watch the Democrats and the way they behave, and I, I'm not making a partisan statement because I want to out of emotion. I'm making a partisan statement because this is factual. This is how the behavior went, right? So you you would have thought that these guys, and they have been accused of being a a defense arm to Donald Trump's you know pending legal problems. And um, I believe Representative Goldman, <laughs> that tells you anything, <laughs> uh, Representative Goldman out of New York, ring a bell, um, virtually accuses, you know, Cash Patel, who has, um, according to one of the whistleblowers, Mr. Friend, uh, one of the FBI whistleblowers, uh, Mr. Patel reached out to who was part of the former Trump administration in a very critical role um, and who is now in a, in a leading role over at truth social. Um, He reached out to Mr. Friend and, and Mr. Friend had gone, I want to believe, I want to say over 400 days without pay because this was part of his punitive, you know, flogging on behalf of the FBI and cash reached out to him and said, how can I help your family? I want to make a donation. And these these men have been brought to having to set up give, send, go, go send me, go, go fund me, whatever uh, accounts in order to clothe their children, to provide food, 
to pay their bills. These are men who came off of six-figure salaries who decided someone's going to have to talk about what's really going on here. And because these are people who are sworn to uphold the Constitution, not the FBI. But whenever you're dealing with a fraternal order, a mindset of a fraternal order that you cover at all costs, there's really no difference in that mindset and that of a radicalized um, group of terrorists. And and I, I mean that very soberly. So whether it's the Taliban, it's ISIS, it's uh, Hamas, it's it's the Ku Klux Klan. I don't know enough about today's uh, white supremacist, you know, whatever groups they are. I, I And I don't know enough about the Proud Boys to make that type of an allegation or an accusation against them, regardless of what their their recent quote, um, um, indictment, prosecution, and subsequent um, conviction uh, was about. Some of them, uh, I have no idea. I don't know what they subscribe to. I don't know what their adherents are. So I'm not going to go down that path of of falsely accusing people of being aligned with. Um, and, and by the way, I believe they were so infiltrated that who knows what's really real with that organization. And so I I have no idea if there are actually a group of patriots who are like, hey, you know, if things get out of control and rogue, then we're willing to stand for the Constitution. Or were they actually a group, or are they actually a group of insurrectionists? I, I have no idea, so I don't really want to speak on that. But, um, but when you have a fraternal or, you know, any type of an of an organization of people. The same thing can go for churches, by the way. I mean, they're really no different than the Branch Davidians. They all blew up, you know, in the past. But I realize that was more the DEA. But um, but the FBI did have their involvement in that. So, um, but, but when you get to the point of, listen, we got to protect each other no matter what, right? No matter, in, 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 and and we're going to allow ourselves to be politicized to the point where we're going to break our we're going to break laws that we say we're here to uphold and we expect you to be on board with us and if you're not then we're going to take you down <laughs> that is a terrorist organization and they are in fact terrorizing american people and that's what the whistleblowers have come forward to testify about. Whether it's school board meetings, whether it's you having a Betsy Ross flag. Listen, you know, some of us actually released the uh, water cooler, you know, um, memo that went out that was circulating and it was released to media uh, through the FBI that outlined very clearly who they were alleging could have <laughs> um, extremism, you know, extreme tendencies, right? And those were, in fact, the, the list included uh, religious people who are pro-life, a la Catholics. Um, that included the bets, anyone who would 
Uh, matter of fact, I'm pretty sure I tweeted the Betsy Ross flag right after this, but I was just kind of a, this is how ridiculous this is, right? Because there's nothing extreme in the way of terroristic anything where, where I am concerned. And so to me, it was just such a, it was so beyond retarded and, and stunted on every possible intellectually honest level. Um, that the Betsy Ross flag would land you or you tweeting or otherwise wearing T-shirts and caps with 2A on them, which I have several of those actually, um, just from promos that people have sent me uh, in, in merch. But um, but that could land you on a terror watch list. And, and honestly, I'll tell you who does a really amazing job of this. If you're not following him, you should. And subscribe to his podcast is Kyle Seraphim. Kyle is a former FBI. He's a whistleblower. Solid dude. Uh, please check him out on Rumble. Uh, today his show was up and he offered just such an amazing prayer before these guys got started in that committee hearing. And uh, just a solid, solid dude. Husband, I believe Kyle's a father. Um, you know, he joined the FBI a little bit later in life and, and you know, champions people not joining the FBI, you know, in their early 20s when you can actually be radicalized <laughs> into turning, you know, your weapon on American people, right? And um and but Kyle does an amazing job of of spelling out exactly what go and he is a a whistleblower. Um but exactly what goes on and how easy it is for them to launch an investigation on you. And I mean, fully deploy everything within their arsenal um, uh, with very to minimal to none to little existence of evidence that you could remotely pose a threat. And, and he broke down in a space a few nights ago on Twitter just how easy that is to do and how he watched it, which is why he came forward. Because while we have actual terrorists on this soil and we have people who are sexualizing and objectifying children online and in trafficking, these men and women are being, or boys and girls, whatever age they are, are being moved off of those cases to come find you. I mean, that's a problem. That's terrorization. And that should be 1,000% illegal. So Marjorie Taylor Greene today um, came forward, held a press conference and said that she was calling for the impeachment. And this is kind of like impeachment day where she was going down impeachment row. Um, and just throughout the week, she's littered, you know, just about every day with an impeachment. Um, Merrick Garland, um, Christopher Ray, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas. Um, who else? Christopher Ray, Mayorkas. I know President Biden's on there, or whatever. Um, quote, President Biden is at the top of the list. Um, 
There was one other. Oh, Mr. Graves from uh, from the uh, D.C. Um, he he is the U.S. Uh, prosecutor for. Um, well, he's kind of both, right? Like he's supposed to handle crime for the District of Columbia as well as handle handle uh, federal cases. So he's kind of straddling there. But um, apparently, according to uh, Representative Green, um, 67% of his cases in D.C. are not being adjudicated. Like he's not prosecuting crime, including violent crime, to the tune of 67% of his cases. And she asserts it's because he is on a political witch hunt um, at the behest of his boss, Merrick Garland, at the behest of his boss, which would be Joe Biden. Which, at the behest of him, (laughs) is a much larger uh, big brother. And, And the FBI falls under that purview. So, you know what? You know what's so interesting. Um, for for as much grief as the CIA gets, right? I I always find this very interesting. That and and we do all know, we do know that that you have you've got great, good, bad, the ugly, right? In in every organization, institution, bureau, whatever. And so um, I just think it's interesting though that everyone is calling for the dismantling, the defunding, all of that, the takedown. The impeachments of people, you know, from, oh my gosh, from, um, you know, the FBI primarily, uh, but also the executive branch of this government, which is completely out of control. Um, and But I've noticed that the people stay away from the CIA. <laughs> the CIA, because of all of this that's going on this week, it's like that you guys are actually getting a reprieve. And I say you guys because I know there are, I'll say a couple of you who follow my footsteps um, with my work. And that's fine. Hopefully it inspires you, if nothing else. Um, But you guys actually get a break right now, which is kind of funny because normally, you know, if you leave people behind in Afghanistan or you completely deliberately botch extractions, um, or you leave weapons to our international enemies for you know to come back and be able to leverage in the future. Um, then the American people are calling for your heads, right? But for now, you guys have a very interesting reprieve that I've noticed. Uh, another thing that I've noticed is, and I and I wanted to draw your attention to this. Now, now remember, I've 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 warned you. I've warned you about your online practices for a while. And, and not because I want to encourage you to be, um, what's the, what's the word? I, I don't, I would not encourage you to, to, you know, to have, to, to operate in some wackadoo clandestine, you know, way, right? Um, or to, hide all your comms, you know, because you, because I think you guys are up to something nefarious and hopefully you're not. Um, but because everything you think, feel, say, do, um, is being used against you. Right. And so to be mindful of the things that come out of your fingertips, um, out of your mouth, out of your heart, really, because, 
Remember, the word tells us that it's out of the heart, um, you know, it's out of the mouth that the abundance of the heart speaks. And so right now what you see is an enormous amount of anger, rage, disbelief, grief, I told you so's, um, you know, you, you name it. And, and people are demanding justice. People are fed up. Um, and honestly, I don't know how much more the American people could take of being fed up and disgusted and grieved and all of that before they either check out or they do become uh, rogue agents of whatever, um, you know, because that's what happens <laughs> when when not just the American psyche, but the human um, spirit in, in the human psyche, um, you know, has a bit of a breakdown and they've had enough what happens. And so, but I've encouraged you to, to curtail, to monitor, um, those things because a, because you do have some folks who are more fragile, um, than others and they will see everything as a dog whistle. And so you want to be mindful of that. Um, also because there are some really bad actors online who are drawing you in with every form of honeypot you can think of. Um, Mr. Musk himself just this week was accused of being um, a bit of a honeypot for this CEO that is incoming, um, who is very much so in favor of taking you back to where we were prior to the acquisition of Twitter, which is serving at the altar of the Leviathan of corporate America, corporations in general, at the expense of your ability to be able to express things freely in accordance with your First Amendment. So you're, you're about to go back, <laughs> back into captivity, as it were. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's important to realize that um, I, I just discovered that along with Rasmussen reports yesterday, my name made the list of, um, of, of a quote, people who were spreading election misinformation, disinformation. I don't know. I didn't even read it because I'll be honest with you. It, it doesn't, I don't, I don't answer to false accusations like that. I did retweet it because I enjoy Rasmussen. <laughs> Um, and my colleague, whom I trust implicitly with, you know, um, journalistic integrity, Bree Dahl, who was with um, Epoch for a while. Now she's over at the Daily Wire. She, too, made the list, so which is kind of interesting because uh, I can't recall even seeing her um, give an opinion on it because she's not a commentator. She's a journalist. So, but I think I was like, Number 1,300-something, I don't know. I was way down on the list. I don't even have any names are on it, but I was not in, like, the top five or ten. Um, and so that's not the only list. These people love their lists. It, it Because it, and what's interesting is that I've started creating my own lists. I just want you guys to know that. I've started creating my own lists for the sake of prayer. Because my heart was getting so entangled with the injustices that are occurring 
And by, by all accounts, it appears as though nothing is going to be adjudicated. And God bless Marjorie Taylor Greene for wanting to, for bringing impeachment, um, <clears throat> excuse me, for bringing the impeachment process to the table. But as you know, that's going to be, that has to be a bicameral um, uh, exercise or, or nothing comes of it. Nothing. It just becomes, well, at least, you know, it becomes cake. Right, let them eat cake. That's that's what it becomes. To be quite honest with you, and so and sure, it does take in you know some stones on her behalf. And God bless her; she's never been short of stones uh, since she landed. Actually, since before she landed in D.C., that I think that was one of the reasons why people supported her. Um, you know, and I think that's why she slid into the position that she's in um, with moving districts and all of that to get to where she is now. But because people see the writing on the wall with her, that she is very unafraid whenever it comes to calling things exactly as they are. Now, whether or not her colleagues will join her and some of, you know, the Senate will join her from the other side, I don't know. There, I think there's still hope there. But, you know, that's why I have a prayer list now, because um, if you're not, if we are not careful as people of decency and law and order and constitutionality, as we see these things these egregious crimes that have been occurring for a long time that are now ramping up to a, a hugely heightened degree. If we are not conscientious about it, about it, the condition of our own hearts, we are going to fall into the hardening of our hearts. And that is a very dangerous place to be because it doesn't just stop at politics. Amen. It spills over into every area of your life. And there are so many things that you're needed for. I I preach that to you guys all the time. There's so much that you're needed for. There's so much of a unique value that you bring to the landscape of this country. And you are this country's greatest resource. And so if your heart fails you, if your heart becomes hardened and you lose your salt, you will basically lose your efficacy in this battle. And that is something that only you can protect is the hardening of your heart. You can protect your heart from that. And you do so by submitting to the word. And the word says that we are to pray for our enemies and those who spitefully bless those who spitefully use you, right? Bless your persecutors. And let me tell you something. I just told a very dear friend of mine the other day, we were talking about this. I was like, I'm not ready to do that yet. I just read the words in red. I know exactly what it tells me I'm supposed to do. And I'm just telling you now, my heart is not there. And then, and we hung up, we kind of both laughed. I'm like, yeah, we'll, we'll ask for forgiveness of the gates. <laughs> and then I hung up and it wasn't long after that though, that the Holy Spirit and his mercy reminded me something very sobering in, in the, 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 my brain right now, um, the story <laughs> Let's just keep it simple, stupid. The story, the Bible story. So I'll get out our kids' Bibles, your crayons. Um, and anyway, um, and I've got allegory in my head every single time, metaphor, the analogy, all of this. Anyway, the Bible story, the Christ shares about the wicked servant, right? Who The, the person who was indebted, <clears throat> excuse me, and they couldn't pay their debt. 
And so the king forgave them their debt. And then the next thing you know, someone comes and asks them for mercy. (laughs) And they're like, no, absolutely not. And uh, I believe ordered them in jail or either they got thrown in jail. Either way, it was not good. And the moral of the story was this. We We who have been forgiven much, especially if you have a revelation about how much exactly you've been forgiven and the amount of mercy that you need. And I realize that we do weigh people's sins on our own scales. I realize that. And injustice is just, it's a wreck, but all sin is injustice. All of it is an injustice, according to our Father. And it first offends Him. Amen. And so the only way I know for sure that that my enemies are are going that their fate is going to be met by my heavenly father is if I submit to the word that tells me to pray and to bless and to forgive. And then I just leave it in his hands. My heart's not bitten uh, bitter, I'm not my heart's not hardened, I'm not in fear. I'm not, you know, raging angry all the time. All that stuff that you know begins to happen to you as your heart hardens. And so um I've started to create a compiling a list. Because as I see what's happening to children, particularly, and I see what's happening to people who I love in this country, you, it is very easy for me to justify the things that were starting to grow in my heart. But I really have no justification because I have been forgiven much. So it is incumbent upon me to forgive also and to bless. Now, that does not mean at all that you do not pursue actual earthly justice. But it is, it is, it is only possible to, to pursue justice soberly, I believe, if you have a submissive will to the inerrant truth of God. And then your heart is garden, gardened. Well, that too. Your heart is guarded and gardened and cultivated uh, by the Holy Spirit who will keep you from falling into uh, sin yourself, right? And a hardness of heart is it's indicative of sin. Because there are things within the heart that have not been relinquished and submitted to the heart of our Father. And he does say his vengeance is his. And I do believe that whenever it comes to people who are protecting those who harm children who, or who have some, you know, some, some type of a touch point with people, whether it's permissive or it's, you know, you're turning a blind eye, it's, the problem's too big, and so you may as well capitalize on it like everyone else, you know, whatever someone's excuse is for being part of the human slavery uh, pattern in, in this world. Um, if you do not get right with your creator, um, he, he will, in fact, deal with you. Because that's what he said he would do. <laughs> so... So, uh, so I don't have to worry about it. Um, I, so I have my own lists, and I encourage you to do the same 
with all the people that you find yourself, you know, just rambling off at the mouth about, just create a list. And you would be amazed how much peace you actually have by doing so. You would be absolutely amazed how much peace you have in your own heart, in your mind, which is very important, to go on about your day. And again, to be the best resource that you can be for the country, especially now. So that's all I have in me. (laughs) I'm tired. (laughs) I'm going back to bed. Um, Thank you again to all of you and your well wishes and your protocols that you've sent and your you know kind words. I'm very grateful to you and um, for you. Grateful to Father for you and your kind hearts. And hopefully, uh, I can visit with you again tomorrow. And uh, please share my work um, if you would be so kind. Uh, my my podcast work. I would greatly appreciate that. And also a big congratulation. Uh, congratulations to those of you who have moved. I just had someone else move. Uh, yesterday, today, I, I got notification that there's someone else who has moved their retirement and savings into uh, GoldCo by going to MonicaProtectsWithGold.com. Um, as we, you know, that as we see things moving in a really interesting way, I know default has been on the lips of many. I'm not sure that's where we're going unless there's going to be a complete societal breakdown. And you know, hey, stranger things look uh, have occurred in the past five years. And who knows? But um, that's not what I'm espousing. I'm I'm suggesting that you hedge what's yours uh, by hedging it with precious metals who have who hold intrinsic value, um, not as some get rich quick scheme. Although I guess you could, uh, also in theory, but primarily to hedge what's yours, so you don't continue to lose it at the rate of thirty-five to forty-five percent of your portfolio. So. Be responsible, be mature stewards of what you've been blessed with in your savings and your retirement. And again, congratulations. Uh, I saw some of that come through today. And uh, thank you uh, for your trust. And, and thank you for your trust in GoldCo. Thank you for your trust in me as someone that you um, patronize my work. And again, it's MonicaProtectsWithGold.com. Until tomorrow. I don't even have it in me to sing or I would. <laughs> I hope you guys have a beautiful night, okay? Be good to your neighbor, beginning in your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one.